Uh, welcome back to the program. It is a program that we like to talk about politics, but the politics sometimes gets personal. And it is a joy today to not have to do battle with Dominic LeBlanc, the Minister of Intergovernmental Affairs, although there's lots going on in, on the storms, certainly in Atlantic Canada. But today's a little different. And a couple years ago, and I've known Dom LeBlanc for, I don't know, a couple decades, and he was in a real tough spot. He had um, non-Hodgkin's leukemia, and he, I think, well, he told me the other day he would have died. And he was desperately seeking stem cell uh, treatment, and it's hard to find a match. And then in the international registry, he got a perfect match of a young guy named Jonathan Kiel in a small town in Germany. Well, a couple days ago, um, Jonathan Keel flew to Canada to meet the man whose life he saved. And it is a joy to welcome Mr. Keel, Jonathan Keel, in the studio with Dominic LeBlanc, the Minister of Intergovernmental Affairs. Gents, good to see you again. Good to see you again, Evan. Nice, okay. nice to see you, Evan. We were together on Power Play the other night when you guys first met. But for the radio audience across the, the country, Dom, let me just start with you. You were in, it was, it was a nightmare situation. Just give us a sense of the challenge and the health crisis you were facing. Sure. So I was three years ago, I was uh, 51 years old. Uh, I had developed a, a form of blood cancer that was considered quite indolent. It wasn't particularly threatening. It had been successfully treated. And they thought that all of this was behind me. And in very, very rare cases, there can be like a transformation of the original leukemia into a much more aggressive and much more a deadly form of, of blood cancer. And that's what happened to me. So it you're right, it was like a non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, but imagine it, it's a natural killer cell. Yeah. So just even those words were pretty frightening. The doctors told me, Evan, that uh, they it had gone into some vital organs, uh, the liver was all being affected. So I was at a hospital in Moncton, the doctors in New Brunswick told me they had to quickly find a chemotherapy, because it's quite rare, they had to find chemotherapies that would work. Uh, that would put the disease they hoped into a, a, a circumstance where a stem cell donation transplant would give me the exit, would give me the uh, the way out. If it works, it's considered a cure, which is beautiful. Um, the, key, the good news, the chemotherapies worked. Uh, but my sister, I have a younger sister who lives in Ottawa, actually. She was not a match. So then they went to this global database. Uh, the doctors in Montreal, they did a transplant for me in Montreal. They don't do those in New Brunswick. And the doctors in Montreal found a perfect genetic match for me, who's a younger male with the same blood type, uh, which they told me was the ideal outcome for the transplant to work. And uh, Jonathan and you can tell the rest of the story, but you can imagine how excited I am that he's here with me in Ottawa this week. Oh, it's incredible. Um, And I get that. Just take us, John, then to the other side. You're in a small town in Germany, you're 19, and you decide to to sign up for for this. Tell us why you did it and what the process was. Uh, well, so there were many people uh, at those time uh, when I registered. Uh, it was a school event. Like a high school event. Yeah, like a high school event. And uh, yeah, I participated in that because I was, wasn't was thinking anything or what what outcome it would, would have. So um, one year later, they contacted me and said, um, yeah, you got now the call for a donation. Would you do it? And, and, and hey, people are scared of this donation, but like you did a spit test, but then once you got a match, is it a pretty scary process or not to give your stem cell in your... Not that all. So um, 
I have to say I'm a little bit afraid of needles, so uh, I had to take injection shots uh, in the lower stomach region, but it, uh, it wasn't really any painful at all. It wasn't? It wasn't, no. So and did you know, like, when did you know that you knew you had a match? When did you know it worked? Like, do they, because this guy's a stranger. Now you guys have met and we'll get to that because that's amazing. But when did you know, oh my God, I think I just saved someone's life. Yeah, it was uh, unknown for me about for two years, two whole years. So I never knew after I gave the donation uh, if the receiver would survive or, or not. So it was a pretty huge relief to finally know then that it worked. What was it like? So now you guys meet, what, like 72 hours ago kind of thing. Dom, what was it like when this, I mean, how do you treat the, the man that saved your life? Uh, when you saw him at the airport and you guys came over, what was that moment like? But it, it obviously, Evan, is really emotional for me, this stranger on the other side of the ocean in a, in a country I've sort of always admired and visited but never thought I'd have the connection. I now have 100% German blood yeah. <laughs> uh, r- <laughs> r- running through my veins. But um, Jonathan and I, so I, he's right, after two years, the German blood agency told him who I was in the hospital in Montreal that did, where I did the transplant, got the transplant, told me who he was. So we had communicated last fall, late last fall. We'd had a few Zoom meetings and exchanged emails and uh, and text messages. And we've been trying to put together this trip uh, for him to come to Canada. I very much wanted him to come and meet my, my family and my friends and see where I work. And we're going to New Brunswick uh, tomorrow. Um, but when I started to think I was in New Brunswick with the storm, I worried actually the storm would not let me come to Ottawa right. so I could be here when he got in Sunday night a few days ago. But it was it was okay. I was able to get back to Ottawa on Sunday night. And uh, it's just exciting to see somebody who has an absolutely identical blood and immune system to me. But the only reason I have his immune system is because if I didn't, I wouldn't be sitting here with you today. You, you would have been dead. I wouldn't have seen Christmas 2019. I, I oh, had a, maybe a month or two. Uh, the chemos had worked to sort of beat the thing back the disease, but it was not in any way a long-term solution. It's a miracle. It's, yeah, it's the, beyond a miracle. It, it's, it's, it's a, for the gift is a miracle. The medicine's a miracle. The match, the international data system and the database. Uh, and now do you had, then you had to find out that this guy was not just your average guy. You know, this is Dominic LeBlanc, the intergovernmental affairs minister. He's a senior person in government and you're going to meet your match and he's going to take you to meet the prime minister of another country. Like, what was that like? Were you like, Oh, Wow. So so unbelievable, still incredible to this day. Um, now we are sitting here talking about that, but um, yeah. So first of all, it was a huge relief, and I learned he survived. But as I uh, searched for his name and all those articles on Google were popping up, and as I read them, I couldn't believe that. So now you met the PM. Did he take you to meet Mr. Trudeau? Yeah, yeah. What we was that we like? actually met the uh, PM uh, on Monday. Well, we had. A good talk. I'd say that. Well, he shook my hand. He really thanked me for saving his life because, well, they they know each other for so long. Yeah, they're uh, childhood friends. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty remarkable. So now, what, Dom? So you're taking him around. There's a, you know, this has happened. I've I've now talked to a number of people who've met their their donor match. It's a miracle. What should people know about this? Because. You know, here's someone from a small town in Germany is saving the life of someone here. Like we just got a couple minutes. How can people listening maybe say, I, I'd like to be part of this? So, Evan, I've obviously thought a lot about that. And 
I think what, it's the doctors in Montreal that did my transplant that said to me, people, when you hear the word transplant, people think of solid organ transplant. Right. So they think of somebody that gives a kidney to a family member or some tragic accident where a young person dies, but they're able to use some of their organs to save somebody else, uh, somebody else's life who's on a waiting list. But many of them aren't sort of living transplants where Jonathan did what he did. Uh, it's not a it's not a small undertaking for him. It, it required a, a significant effort uh, and sacrifice on his part. But he his health is he he's in great health and he's able and I'm able to meet the person right. uh, who did this. So it, it's it's I think it's it's an interesting idea of these transplants aren't aren't always mixed up in sort of tragic outcomes. And Canadians need to understand there are millions of Germans in high school like Jonathan who get tested uh, just to put their genetic sequencing into a database, and they're probably saving lives yeah. dozens of times a month in a Canadian hospital and around the world. So I we should do that. Canada should think of a way that yeah. we could perhaps do that yeah. as well. I agree. Listen, first of all, Jonathan, thank you. Uh, what a pleasure to meet you a second time. Enjoy. I hope you catch a fish. Uh, it's it's great out there, but more than anything, you caught the hearts of Canadians. Uh, you did something really inspirational and beautiful. You saved a life, Dom. Uh, this is I just love seeing this. Uh, this is this is as human as it gets. Uh, enjoy this new friendship that you've got. As you say, it's more than it's your blood brothers, and uh, you share something very very distinct. So thanks both of you. I know we got to take a break, but if that doesn't put a smile on your face, nothing will.